BYU now 3-0 on the season. 45-14 winners tonight at Lavelle Edwards Stadium over the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech. Still waiting to hear from head coach Kalani Satake. In the meantime, over the last 24 hours, BYU adding a couple of games to the current 2020 schedule. Both games, ironically, were actually on the schedule earlier. Actually, before we get to that, it looks like the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake, is sitting down. Let's listen in and hear from the coach. Ask you questions. Of course. Yeah, just uh, happy with the win, you know, and uh, I think uh, – Vautech's a good team, and, uh, you know, that, that team had a lot of returning guys from last year that, that won 10 games and did some good things. But uh, I think, um, you know, things are really starting to click for us as a team. Obviously, there's a lot of things that we can work on and get better. But um, pleased with the effort from our boys and pleased with the, the victory. I don't think you can uh, take wins for granted, you know. So um, I'm just glad that the guys controlled the game and were able to, you know, get the victory and, and – and, and we were able to get some valuable reps for our, um, you know, our, our um, depth. I think it was important that they get those valuable reps. I mean, obviously, we didn't get a, a stop on that one in the red zone that would like to see our guys get out of it. But I was really pleased with those guys coming out in the, in the next drive and getting a turnover. So um, those things will, will matter uh, for us uh, later down the line. And taking advantage of those reps is really important for our, our uh, staff and our our players so uh happy for the win things we got to work on and improve on and there's we faced some adversity early and and uh wish our you know want our game to play more more clean and and um mistake free i feel like we gave up gave up some big plays because uh lack of um of discipline and uh that happens from time to time but you have to give credit to louisiana tech they did some things to test us a little bit on on with our offense and defense and so things got a little slow for us you have to give them a, little, a lot of credit i don't think it's, you can sit there and say well we didn't do these things right it, it was a, a collective thing where where louisiana tech was able to put us in some um difficult position and and uh, we were able to fight through the adversity and get the win. So happy for the result, but a lot of a lot of teaching things for our coaches and our players to learn from and looking forward to learning and improving to next week. Okay, thank you. We'll take a question from Jared Lloyd, Mitch Harper, and then Josh Newman. Nice game, Kalani. I wanted to ask about that second quarter. You go into the second quarter, tied 7-7. I think you were punting the ball, if I remember right. And then the boys just responded on both sides. Talk about seeing them kind of respond to a little bit of adversity, which you guys hadn't seen a ton of yet this year. Well, I think, you know, you have to credit the guys that keep playing and they, and they get through these um, – some moments where things are a little bit tight and things went really well for us the first two games. And this one, I, I think um, – <laughs> You know, we're going against another team. It's not like we we get to do whatever we want. We we have a a team in Louisiana Tech that's that's got a lot of experience and and they have, uh, you know, they have great coaches on their side that that get their guys ready. So I think um, they did some things that 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 uh, put us, you know, in in a uncomfortable position. But we we responded well, and uh, obviously you'd like to respond quicker and have everything go cleanly for us, but. I don't think you go into this game thinking that you're just going to demolish everybody that's out there. You, you, you hope that it happens, but you know that you're going against 11 guys and, and well-coached team on the other side. And so uh, I'm just glad the guys were able to stick with the game plan. And, and eventually, as we start working through it, we were able to establish our identity and, and establish a run game and a pass game. And then on defense, we were able to limit their big plays, which allowed us to, to get the ball back to our offense and let Zach and the boys do the rest and put points up on the scoreboard. 
Kalania, new face along the offensive line tonight with James out. Uh, Joe Tukoff, who steps in at center. How does it? How satisfying is it just to to get this dominant win when you have some new faces along that that offensive front? I'm so happy for Joe. Um, you know, he, we knew that uh, it would be a game time decision for James and. Uh, James is a tough kid. You know, he had that injury early in the game last week, and I think he he really wanted to play. But we felt really good about Joe's preparation throughout the week, and he was able to step up. Man, he he played a great game, and so really proud of him. Uh, you know, it's been a long time. I mean, he, that guy was a tight end, you know, and and able to get some good snaps and and, and play some solid ball up front and and be able to lead the O line. I, I thought I was really pr- proud of his performance and credit to Coach Mateos and Coach Grimes getting that O line ready and a huge credit to the rest of the guys that that um, you know made it easy for him. I mean, it helps out having that much experience around him. But you know, we're hoping to to get James back as soon as possible. But it, it's nice that when we go to our depth in, in a lot of different positions, we have quality guys that can step in there. And take over and then really um, go without missing a beat. I don't think uh, you, you saw a huge from it wasn't a huge drop off from James to, to Joe, and that's huge credit for Joe being ready. <clears throat> hey, Kalani, um, you know, you've seen what you guys have done o- over three games. You guys have been pretty dominant. Is it tough to not look ahead and maybe think about what this team and what this season could be down the road if you guys keep winning? All we're focused on right now is learning from this game. And, and I'm going to give you the coach's talk because it's really important for our guys and, and for this generation to understand that we cannot look past anything except for the game that's coming up next and learning from the mistakes that we made here and then praise them for the things that they did well. So we would like to do be consistent with the things that we're doing well. We'd like to improve on some of the things that we made mistakes on, but uh, also understanding that that uh, Louisiana Tech made some plays uh, and and – you know, looked looked good at moments for, and we were able to. I thought we were able to make them a little bit more one one dimensional on offense and and uh, defensive. Well, our offense was able to take advantage of some plays on and some chunk yardage on 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 their defense, and um, just really happy with the whole, the whole overall performance of our team in all three phases. But we're going to keep these guys humble and hungry. That's the key. They they need to keep working for this next week, and we still have a lot to prove. There's a lot more football to be played and a lot more room for improvement between now and next week's game. And we have to get see those, uh, some, a lot of things improve quickly. And so that's what we're going to focus on. We're not looking past anything, especially this year. You know, you just never know what's going to happen with football. So focus on, on the next opponent and learn from this game. <clears throat> hey, we'll take a question from Norma Gonzalez and Jay Drew and then uh, Jared Lloyd. Hey, Coach. So if anyone had sort of been missing on Zach Wilson, he's definitely on everyone's radar now. What do you have to say about his performance tonight, just shooting 24 of 26 and just being super dominant? You ran the ball well, too. By the way, I like your mask, Norma. That's, thank you, that's thank you. made me smile. <laughs> um, no, the, uh, you know, I, we've, been really, we've been really excited to get Zach going. And when things are clicking, we've seen him – do it in spurts, and, and and I think part of it was a little bit of him growth just to progress as he started learning as a true freshman to a true sophomore to now in his third year, overcoming some injuries. We just know that when you have a guy with a great work ethic and um, and, and, and he's willing to sacrifice a lot to, for his teammates, um, you know, it becomes a, a natural thing for everybody to want to follow him. And eventually with his work ethic and, and his dedication to this game, it's going to pay off. And so um, – 
yeah, I'm glad that we were able to give him some time. I'm glad that our coaches worked a great scheme. I love what Coach Grimes and his staff is doing on the offensive side of the ball, utilizing all the different personnel. We saw a lot of guys grow up in this game and make some big-time plays, um, not just with the ball in their hands. We saw some great blocking, great fundamental football, and, and that's a huge part of it is, is being able to have a quarterback that leads the way with his work ethic. Everybody else is going to follow. Really happy with what Zach did, though. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me at all. Just following up on that, Kalani, Zach's receivers made, and tight ends, made some really phenomenal catches. Do you think that was kind of contagious once uh, one great catch was made? Yeah, and, you know, Jay, they've been doing that in practice. I mean, we've seen it over and over and over again and just giving them those opportunities to make those plays, you know. And I think um, uh, we have we have a, a deep team that, that – a lot of guys can make plays. And what I like about it is a lot of guys make blocks downfield and, and do the little things right, and then they believe in, in each other. So as, as we keep working as a team, and, you know, it, it's it's not just one person making the put, catch or making the touchdown. It's it's all the little things that we see, the details of the of everyone's assignment out there. Everyone doing their 111th allows this team to, to you know, make plays. And all that does is confirm what they're doing. Like everyone does, does their one the 111th. And it all works out. <clears throat> and so if we can keep doing that and keep trusting each other, keep trusting the coaches, I think that we can continue to find more consistency and, and find ways to keep putting points on the board and, and getting more momentum on, on, on our team. I, mean, I I like the way everyone responded to what was going on on the field, um, defense, offense, and special teams, and, and saw a lot of guys grow up. I was so proud of so many players in this game and really looking forward to praising those guys, but then also – um, teaching them so we can get better. Lonnie, <clears throat> I know you have great relationships with a lot of players, but uh, and Troy Warner's been around the program for a long time. What did it mean for you and even for the whole team to see him get that pick and finally be able to, to get a takeaway? Yeah, I mean, the first one was taken away because of the offsides penalty, and I'm really disappointed in some of the, the, the lack of discipline that we had. We had a little bit, a few hiccups along the way. You know, we had some penalty. I, don't know exactly what the penalty number was, but uh, we're a lot better than that. And 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 what was really bad about it is that we took away a turnover from him. So being able to get it back again was good. And it came at the right time for us. We needed we need a spark. And you know we just knew that um, sometimes those DBs they don't get tested and and no one remembers them. I mean some of the things that Chris Wilcox does as a as a corner. And no, you, you, when it's quiet, that, that that means the DB did his job, you know. And that's been happening a little bit for Troy and some of the others and Zane. But um, I just like the fact that they were able to make plays. After giving up a big run, a big um, – I think it was a screen, you know. And, and Harris, that receiver, he can make people miss, man. And and, and and he made us look foolish on that play, you know. And, and he did it on some of his returns too. So he's, he's, he's lightning – on the field and, and we, we need to be more fundamental with our angles and our tackling. But man, I just, <clears throat> overall, I just, I'm so happy for Troy and the things that he was able to do. You know, I, I've been, he's been around here every, every day that I've been at a head, head coach, he's been with me as a player. So he came here mid year as a, you know, as a freshman, true freshman and was with his brother. And, and man, he, he did a lot of things for us as a true freshman started for us at corner, played a lot of different positions the one thing that he's always been able to do, even as a true freshman, is be a great leader for our team. And um, I think it helps having a, a brother like Fred that, that is a great leader also. But I think he, it was easy for him to transition into that, that, that role and just been so proud of him, man. I, he's doing so many things for us. He just 
the stuff you see on the field is just only part of what he, the value that he brings to us is so much more than that. And the leadership and the, just the small things that nobody sees off the field has been huge for our program. And for me as a head coach, um, I'm in his debt for the things that he's willing to do for our players. And you see these these freshmen and sophomores and young guys on the defensive backfield grow up. A lot of it has to do with his leadership. And so really, really thankful that he's on our team and the things that he's doing for us as a leader has been amazing. Mitch, do you have another question for Coach? Yeah, Kalani, a three-sack night for Tyler Batty, a, a true freshman. Are we looking at one of the next best or great pass rushers for BYU? Yes, he's going to be really good. That's what we – you know, the hardest part about Tyler Batty is that I had to wait for his mission to be complete. And so really excited to get him back here. And, and he's got a lot of football ahead of him. Tough kid, raised really tough, just loves playing football and has energy. And so I think uh, you have to credit the D-line for all their hard work. I mean, we did a lot of a lot of three-man rush, you know, because we can. You know, and then and, and we, we, we made some things difficult for, for La Tech. That's an explosive offense. They got some yards, but I, I thought the a lot of the bulk of their yards on those two drives were the key for our guys. And we had some backups in there. They had to learn how to, how to get off out of drives and, and learn some valuable lessons in, 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 in the game, you know. And, and so, but Batty has been the guy that's been strong and been ready to ro- roll from the very beginning. Really excited about him and really excited about a lot of things I've seen from the defensive front with Kyrus, Bracken, you know, Zach. I mean, we've got a lot of guys I feel that can play. Lorenzo, you know, seen some, some things that Caden Hawes is doing too. And then we have Earl Mariner. So we have a good group of guys that saw Soletti do some things. And we're able to see Peyton and 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 um, Max Tooley do some things as, in the hybrid role. So uh, a lot of that is because the, the leadership we're seeing from the D-line D and give credit to Coach Tuyaki. He knows what he's doing with the D-line, and that's a hard thing to do to create pressure with a three-man rush, and we were able to do, get it done. And Batty, I mean, he had three sacks himself. Wow, what a selfish kid. I love it. So as long as he keeps doing that, we're going to be fine. But that, that the, the sacks belong to the D-line, and I, I love the fact that he's out there to, to maximize the potential and make some big plays. We knew we were getting something special with him when we recruited him. You mentioned earlier that the team's starting to click. Uh, what's the biggest cause of this team kind of falling in line and starting to click, in your opinion? Just all the guys, man. It's just it's just letting the players just run the show. It's been really fun. And as a, as a, for me as a head coach, to be the guide on the side, and, um, you know, it's, it's so thankful. I'm so thankful that before I could say anything, the players are already saying it. And, 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 you know, the leaders are already taken over practice before I say something that cor- to correct someone, it's already been handled. The players are already on top of it. And uh, these guys are working really well together. You know, we just got to keep this thing rolling and man, I just, I'm really excited. Looking forward to, to the next game and want to get to the film. But I mean, I just, when we see a lot of these guys growing up and, and, and take control of this program is going to be a beautiful thing. Hey coach, I think that's all we'll take for now. Postgame coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, welcome in, back in to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. 
Kalani Sitake and the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is coming up. We've heard from BYU player. We've heard from Kalani in his postgame press conference first. We heard from Gunnar Romney and Troy Warner and Zach Wilson. And with us, Tyler Batty and head coach Skip Holtz of the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. BYU's a winner tonight, 45-14 over La Tech. BYU setting all kinds of superlatives in the first game, first three games of the season. I've been tweeting out a few of them, and I might hit a couple of them before we uh, head down to Kalani. I think Kalani's putting on the headset right now, as a matter of fact. So let's hold off on some of those great numbers, and we'll uh, jump down to the Cougar locker room area and uh, say good evening to head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake. Kalani can hear us okay. We hear we hear him in the distance. We yep. hear him in the background. We don't hear him. It's like it's on another person's mic. Yeah. Oh, I feel like things are happening. I feel like he's getting closer. I think he can hear us now. You guys got me? Now there we have we you. Go. That's great. Kalani, congratulations leave, on tonight's win. Leave it up to me to put the wrong headset on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. That was my fault. Hey, right. everything went so right during the game. If the stuff that's got to go wrong happens in postgame, we'll live with it. <laughs> Kudos on tonight, Coach. Hey, thanks, guys. I mean, you know, it wasn't perfect, but um, got the result we wanted, and I was just pleased with the with the performance, with, with the effort that our guys gave. And, you know, we, there's a lot of things that I want to pick apart and, and, and learn from this, but definitely a lot of praise to go around and from the coaches and, and the players. I, I feel like they did a great job getting ready for this game. So uh, what's, what's most praiseworthy to you right now? Well, the fact that we were able to get some of those guys um, some valuable reps. I know we've sacrificed some yards. It's just seeing some of the guys get on the field on defense and end on offense. That stuff matters. You know, it's going to it's going to go a long way when they get some significant reps. And and I like the way that they responded after giving up a touchdown. I like the way they came back and forced a turnover. I think um, there there was a moment where you could have gone just easy and just kind of go coast through the game. I think we wanted to reemphasize not wasting any time on the on the clock and making sure that we get as good as we can and perform at our best. And so. Uh, just pleased with the win, but obviously a lot of a lot of uh, mistakes to to fix, and, and and it's easier to fix the mistakes when you win. It's a lot more motivating. Coach, a uh, lot of questions and uh, emphasis put on Zach's, and and rightfully so. But uh, as a former quarterback, when you are in sync with your coordinator, when that play coming in from the sideline is one that you would call yourself, or when you hear it, you just get like a tick of excitement because you just know that's the right call for the right moment. Take a minute and talk about uh, Coach Grimes, uh, maybe evolution as a play caller or how he, maybe it's him and working with his staff or maybe his involvement of Zach in that. But, man, the call coming in from the sideline and just the drives that he's put together just seem masterful right now. How has he gotten to this point as a play caller? Well, I think he's he's been always been a great leader and, and – uh, what he does really well is he gets the most out of his guys, and it's not just the players, it's the coaches. You know, and I think if you see how he leads this group on the offensive side and how cohesive they are as a, as a unit, um, he takes advantage of the strengths that you see from all his position coaches and his players. And then, um, you know, he has a great, uh, he does a great job of organizing it all and then motivating the players and, and getting the most out of them. And so, uh, I think I've just been really pleased with Jeff Grimes with his leadership, things that he does as, as an offensive coordinator, but also utilizing the talent that he has uh, on the on the playing field with the players, but also in his coaching staff. I, he's doesn't have an ego, and he's willing to learn as much as he can from Fessy and Steve Clark and Aaron Roderick and Harvey Unga, you know, and, and, and Eric Mateos, and those guys work really well together. But even as a graduate assistant or an analyst in that room, 
everyone feels like they have ownership in the, in, and have a role. And so being comfortable to speak up and, 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 and be a part of the game planning is really valuable, and that's because the leader has done a great job at, at, at making them feel uh, like their role matters. It was another turnover-free game for your team tonight, Kalani. You guys are 11-1 and since you've been the head coach when you just don't turn it over. Yeah, that might be nice. We just keep it that way, you know, and, and we keep kept fo- focusing on, you know, ball security, um, and it helps when Zach Wilson's making wise decisions with the ball. I mean, he took some risks, and I thought there were some really uh, quality risks and paid off, you know, but I, I, I like the way he's playing. He just seems to be really comfortable out there, and that's running the ball. Just decision-making has been unbelievable. I, I've seen veteran quarterbacks be able to make those type of decisions really hard to defend those guys and 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 i think he's starting to come into his own right now and trust his teammates and they, they have a really good thing going right now so hopefully we can keep this keep this momentum and keep progressing as a team zach did have one incompletion in each half are you saying it's okay for the ball to hit the ground once in a while well i mean yeah if, if he's throwing it away and making a good decision i'm okay with it but yeah that that's <laughs> It's amazing. But, but, I mean, if you look at it, it <clears throat> he, he, decision-making is not just throwing the ball. It's also where where he's going to give it in, on a fly sweep or where he's going to check the play when he sees a pressure. I mean, he's making great decisions right now. And to do that with a new center and to do that with some players, and it doesn't matter if there's a tight end in or, or four wides. I mean, he's able to do it with so many different personnel sets. That's a huge compliment to the way that they're, they prep and the way that these guys are on top of it. You've seen Zach have an 18-for-18 game, a 24-for-26 night tonight. Uh, pretty remarkable. What can you say about Joe Tukawafu getting his first O-line start and doing it at center for this offense So tonight? proud of him. He, he's been he's worked really hard to get here, and, and you know, we, we've moved him around. He played tight end before, and, and just uh, he's got so much toughness and ability and, and so much skill that um, you, you never want guys to, to, to rely on your depth, but... Uh, we know that when we can get there and, and have a guy like his, you know, like Joe's abilities and, and strong, he's strong up the line scrimmage, coached well by Mateos and Grimes, and um, just really pleased with his performance. It, it wasn't that noticeable that, that, that James Epi wasn't in the game. That's a huge compliment because James Epi's a great player. And so I, I think that he's understanding his scheme, and it was nice to get him those those valuable reps. And then I feel even more comfortable now that we've had another O-lineman that with his first start, and we have a, an experienced group there. A lot of guys have played a lot of reps. All right, Coach, i got a question for the diehards out there, but I know it's a phase of the game that's near and dear to your heart, kickoff coverage. In the last couple games, um, any time they've tried to return, they've only got to the 20 once. Uh, they've brought it out of the end zone a few times, haven't even sniffed the 25, and tonight uh, they brought it out three times, every time kept them inside the 20. Uh, talk about the, the strategy behind that kickoff coverage because as an offense, whenever you're starting inside your own 20, there's just kind of a different feel about that drive you're not as optimistic and your coverage team is doing a great job keeping uh you know starting the other team's offense off on a bad foot ed lamb's done an amazing job with, with special teams and kickoff is is his baby he likes having the, the right guys on the field it takes a lot of courage to run down there and and not have to have your head on a swivel and sacrifice your body to get a stop and we have those type of guys on on that team, and and when you have a kicker like Jake Oldroyd that can put the ball in, with accuracy in different spots, you know um, he he's booming the ball, and a lot of them go out of bounds, and it's just kind of frustrating for the kickoff team because they want to pin them deep, you know, and instead of letting them get to the 25. But 
um, when they do return it, I feel really comfortable with the way our guys have been able, able to attack, and it takes courageous guys to do it. And then we have a bunch of those guys, and it's just not on the first team. We got a, a good three deep that we feel comfortable getting downfield and making tackles, and then and flipping the, the, the field and, and giving us momentum. So I'm glad you recognize that. Visiting with Kalani Sitake. This is the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. As we take a break, we will tell you that it's time for the Mountain America Field Goal Recap. For each field goal BYU makes this year, Mountain America donates $250 to the American Red Cross. Today, the Cougars made one field goal for a running total of five. That would bring your total to $1,250, but Mountain America chipped in an extra $250 for Jake's record-tying field goal last week of 54 yards. So $1,500 and counting, courtesy of Mountain America Credit Union. We'll take a break. More with Kalani next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU 45 and Louisiana Tech 14. The Cougars have allowed 24 points is all through the first three games of the season. The last time BYU allowed as few as 24 points through games 1, 2, and 3, you got to go back to 1952. Kalani Sitaki is with us on the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. So you played fullback here at BYU, Coach, and there's a guy you've got that plays fullback slash tight end, kind of an H-back hybrid guy. His name is Mason Wake. Mason had one hurdle earlier in the season that was it was okay. It was a good effort. <laughs> Tonight, he had a hurdle that would look much better, and then he followed it by running guys over for the next 10 yards or so. Can you tell us how you viewed Mason Wake's beast of a run tonight? Yeah, I, I was I was talking to him. I said, hey, that I'd like to say that that reminds me of myself, but um, he had better ball security and, and uh, definitely uh, – you know, broke up more tackles. I mean, that that was amazing. I think it set the tone for the sideline. The guys are going going crazy. And you know, one thing that you you miss is that his blocking is amazing. That play that Tyler Algeo broke on the run, um, he he was he flattened his guy. And so we have something special with him. We I feel really good with all our players. But um, you know, Mason can run the ball, he can catch the ball, and he can block, and that, and that that makes for a great fullback. And I think he's got a lot of years ahead of him. So looking forward to seeing the things that he can do for us. And Really proud of the things that he's doing for us on the field and, and the toughness and tenacity that it brings to the physical part of our game. That's going to be a fun play to watch in the tight end room, but is, is it going to be a team room thing where you guys get to see that again as a group? Yeah, I think we're going to have to show the highlights. I mean, I think most of the guys, it's weird because most of the guys, it's already on on social media and everyone's replaying it. And so yeah. I, by the time it gets to our team meeting, it's kind of been watched a bunch, and, and now we're focused on trying to get to the next game. So uh, that's that's what technology will do for you, but we'll, we'll still praise them for it. Coach, there was – they did not complete a ball that traveled more than 10 yards in the air. How were you able with the backside of that defense to just completely take away that aspect of the passing game? Well, I think, you know, we're trying to get pressure on the quarterback, and we, we were able to flush him out of the pocket quite often, and that's hard. You know it's hard for a quarterback to, to throw on the run, and all of a sudden the routes are not what they were before. And so uh, some of the stuff that they were able to make were off of the scramble – we weren't able to respond to some of the plays, but whenever you get them off the timing and you get them off their their the uh, like a, you can kind of get in a rhythm. You saw it with with Zach; he was getting in a rhythm with everything. And and I think whenever we can disrupt that timing, that rhythm on on as a defense for the offense, I think we're going to be okay. And 
uh, you just have to live with some of the mistakes. I mean, the, the quarterback makes good plays. They, they're able to capitalize on some plays with his feet, right? But I don't think anything will really hurt you if you're able to keep it in front of you. And there will be times that we were, we're going to have to um, take some chances and, and get more pressure and things like that. We just didn't feel like we had to do that tonight. Um, but there will be opportunities where we need to do that, and this wasn't one of those moments. Felt like it was the kind of game, Kalani, where you got out of it without any ones, any top-string players having to leave the game injured or have anything long-term to think about or worry about. Uh, and I go, it's early and, and things can happen after a game, but it felt like it was a pretty good game for you guys that way to, to get through with everyone intact. Yeah, and, and just really happy that our guys, um, you know, they, they've been they've been working hard in, in the weight room and trying to uh, get their bodies right, but... I just think they're doing all the little things right and, and practicing smart and, and nutrition. All that stuff matters. When when there's not a lot of um, opportunities for them to socialize and, and the focus now is purely football and school online, most of it, right? So uh, it's football, more football, and, and, and really trying to stay secluded from outside, out, the outside um, people out there so that they don't mess up your testing. So that it's it's even more so that these guys need to be focused on the game and even though, you know, with the testing and all that stuff that's going on. So I, I like I like that we're in this situation because it, it makes us grow up and focus on what we're trying to get done. I want to focus on a couple guys individually, if you don't mind, one offensive and, and one defense. Of course, we've talked about Zach, amazing night. Uh, Gunnar Romney sees a lot of Zach's targets, and Gunnar's now had 100-plus receiving yards in the first three games of the year. The last BYU player to have three straight century games Receiving-wise was Cody Hoffman back in 2012. Gunner's had a great start to his year, looks healthy and fast, and the way he goes up and gets those balls, man, it's impressive. Yeah, and he's he's uh, he, he's starting to, you know, you look at Zach and he and and uh, Dax and Neil, they're starting to really get, get the feel of the field and be, be able to feel their routes, feel where they can get open and uh, connecting with the ball. I mean, they, they have such great ball skills, you know, catching and receiving with their hands and, I think the only complaint for Gunner is that he needs to stop getting tackled on the one yard line or <laughs> giving the, the the touchdowns to everybody else. But he, uh, you know, just really happy that he's able to get open and make some big time plays. Just really, really impressed with his with the things that he does. But you watch his blocking; it's, he's a complete player. We just need to keep rolling to it and, and keep targeting him. Now to defense, and he's only a freshman technically, but he uh, we ha- we had him on our post game show, and and he speaks with the. Uh, uh, the tenor and the and, and the tone of somebody much older than a freshman, Tyler Batty, we're talking about. He had his first sack last week against Troy, and he had three more tonight and could have had more. He was really dominant. Great player and, and, and great ability and so tough. I mean, uh, most ki- most kids from Payson are, right? But he's <laughs> uh, he loves the game of football, and he was, he's was he been waiting for this moment, you know, and, and served a mission, and so now he's in in the mix, and he's he's playing a lot of football, but... You look at the ratio from him being on the field and when he makes big plays, his yeah. big play ratio is high. And, and uh, I, I'm glad that he's he's here. You know, we've been waiting for, I said in the post game, I've been, the hardest part is I had to wait for him to serve his mission and come back and <laughs> and really looking forward to some of the things that he can do for us. I mean, he's a, he's a great player and just crazy that he can do this with, with so many years ahead of him. All right, uh, we've gone through <clears throat> a, a, what Tom Homo calls a, a two-game chunk where you knew you weren't going to have fans. And we hope the next chunk of games gets somebody in the building here so so somebody can enjoy the games with you in person. But you've certainly give BYU fans and, and Cougar Nation a lot to cheer through three games, even without physical bodies in the venue. Again, we hope like crazy that it changes soon. But, uh, man, it's been inspiring to see how you guys play and, and how Cougar Nation reacts to you uh, online and other places. And so congrats again for the night. And we hope the best uh, for everyone in the program. 
and in the county and the state that we're able to get things a little more back to normal and, and get to enjoy games together again. Exactly. Just just happy that we can entertain everyone, and, and we love our fans so much. We just can't wait to get them, get them here in person. The, the cutout, the, the, the things out, the, the cutouts, the pictures of the guys, that's awesome, but man, it's just that when this place is rocking, there's nothing like it. I think even Skip Holt said that in his in his uh, prep this week. You know, mm-hmm. he acknowledged how wonderful this the, the fan base is here, and looking forward to seeing them. So, thank you so much, Go Cougs. Appreciate you guys. All right, thank you, Kalani. That is Kalani Sitaki, and tonight's Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. Cougar Nation now is coming up next right here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.